there's nothing with like my hands touching the mics or no but we're recording oh okay <laughs> what's going on everybody welcome back to the a show with the kings or pro wrestling podcasts i'm justin reporting live from a uh a makeshift recording setup <laughs> excellent i love it a dedicated of course, I'm talking to meals. I'm I'm on a small desk that's that is acting as multiple different things. This will pro- this will be the last week that I am um not in my new home. I feel uh, I feel like you're you're giving the desk too much of a hard time. Is it accomplishing what it's supposed to do and more? Like what's the I'm not mad at the desk. I'm I was about to uh, I was about to actually uh, put over the desk. Yeah, I was gonna put the desk over because it's able to be the. <laughs> The gaming center, the recording center, the work center, all in one. And I'm thinking, do I need a big desk? You know, I'm thinking I should just downsize and just get a small desk. So here's here's a here's a story that I have. So of course I have this IKEA table, which is uh, I forget how wide it is, but it's pretty wide. Um, I have this IKEA table that I bought, and it fits everything. I have my manga on here. I have two screens here. Like the setup I got is pretty pretty nice. Um, got my laptop here everything like that and then i and then so like a number of months ago i was walking outside i was doing my walks and i walked past a smaller ikea table that someone just left outside you know when people just leave furniture outside for people to pick up like josh's mm-hmm. couch um <laughs> good luck to that couch um i found another tiny table and it's completely new because my table looks like shit now like it's got water has been penetrated it is like it's got bubbles that popped up over it it's like disgusting i have a mat over it so i'm like yo should i just switch out to this smaller table like could i use a smaller table could i consolidate everything i have here and the answer is probably yeah but honestly nothing feels better than a big table to be honest with you (laughs) yeah but you know i've come to appreciate you know not having you know, I, I think that's what it is. It's like, I don't have a big desk. I'm used to my big L shape. You're roughing it out. And you're like, you know what? This takes me yeah, back man. time. I'm a, I'm a uh, Virginia. <laughs> yeah. We, we didn't have, we couldn't afford big tables in Virginia. <laughs> well, I was, I used to do the show on the floor. You know oh, what I'm saying? Really? Like, yeah. I used to do voice of the voiceless on the floor. Like I would literally just pop a squat on the floor and just record and do all that wow you know. very cm punk ass too i feel it i feel you're very <laughs> you're in the you're in indian style <laughs> legs crossed you know what i'm saying like it, it just just was what it was but um what what isn't what it isn't <laughs> good luck with that nice work kid <laughs> we've only been in the biz for a couple years <laughs> uh spot callers premiered this week i saw that i got the alert people been talking about not getting the alerts but i got the alert yeah two two hours nearly me and cyrus talking about old roh um we we talk about i really love this episode i I really want everyone on the patreon and if you're not subscribed please subscribe to it five dollars down you could listen to this episode we talk about you know old roh a lot of the stars on this show that we still see today um on tv you know weekly um and how tony khan if he chooses to how he can utilize this library that has so much great content but also some content that probably should be cut out and how could he do it you know like literally the first five minutes of, what was that you went away free game to tony well it's not free game 
but game nonetheless. <laughs> you need some game because <laughs> listen, we got rumors today. We got rumors. We got it all. We got it all. Apparently, you know, here's what I like about our network. Shout out to our network. Shout out to Rewriters Room. Shout out to War Report. Shout out to the A Show. A Show War Report are pretty much the weekly content that you'll get. At this point, we're covering the first half of the week and the War Report's covering the second half of the week, <laughs> to be honest with you. Just to be completely real with you. Because the news that we've had over the last week has been nonstop. Just it, it, it's, more things keep coming out. Honestly, I feel like here's my opinion on things. There's a lot of red flags that we've been noticing with a certain company and people are just willingly ignoring it. And I think that is the fingerprints of a very toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. Just ignoring the red flags, ignoring things that are just put in front of you. And actually, uh, in, even in some cases, uh, moving over to the side of delusion uh, in these things to like make things seem like they're happening when actually they're not. I mean, these are the same, some of the same people that believe Triple H was getting a divorce and believe that, but wouldn't believe this. This is insane. And, and you know what? You know, it's the worst part. We're getting attacked on Twitter. I mean, getting attacked on Twitter is nothing new to the people on this podcast and or network. We're hated by the community, the AEW community. <laughs> yeah. I, it, you know, it was, it's, it's so weird. Like, I got attacked last week again. Of course. I saw it. Re well, recant me. What was this one about? I didn't even do nothing. Like, legitimately, I did. I didn't do nothing this time. You're like, I can't believe this is the main event or something along those lines. It's like, I can't believe you said that about Mexican. I can't believe you hate Mexican wrestling. And I was like, what? There's four people in the ring who aren't Mexican. I was like, I was like, is this doing it for y'all? Like the match wasn't doing it for me. And I wanted to see what you got five people stars. Got five stars. Well, I mean, that that means a lot. But uh, you know, then they got then then that that came out. Somebody said something. I was like, I'll just, I'll just respond tonight. Like, whatever. I, I usually don't even see it. I, you know, somebody had to like literally like put that in the chat for me to see it. That's why I, the only time I respond is when somebody puts it in the chat. And um, I saw it when you say something, and I can look at the quoted replies and see who's hating. Why though? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> where, where do we even? <laughs> Where do you even start? Like we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We obviously we we have um we have hot takes. Are we gonna we're we gonna open up these hot takes? It's the end of the summer. We're gonna open up for. Everybody. I think we should start off. I think we should start off with hot takes this week because we got so much show. I want to make sure to get everyone's kind of opinions out there, and I think it's gonna cover a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, especially leading up to Clash at the Castle. I mean, this is a big wrestling weekend. All outs this weekend. Clash at the Castle. Worlds collide. You're going to have more than enough wrestling if you're staying home this Labor Day weekend. So shout out to you. Um, also want to give an update to the people, the, the the people who have purchased the Revenge Tour t-shirts. They have officially left my house this morning. I worked very hard last night packing up these shirts. And I woke up pretty early this morning to send out these shirts to the USPS. And I learned today that the USPS doesn't open till 9 o'clock. And in fact, it's not open at 8 o'clock. So... I had to sit in a McDonald's with every old person on earth for 45 minutes 
Put that in there, boy. <laughs> to, to, to wait for the <laughs> to wait for the post office to open up. And listen, these old people got it made. Like McDonald's is really I'll give McDonald's this. Really a community center of like the new age. Like if they had computers and a printer, they'd really overtake the library for sure. <laughs> the, the libraries are just, I went to a library when I was applying for the job that I got, I had to do this long take home test thing. And I went to the library cause I just needed to focus. I was in Starbucks and then I needed to go to the library. Apparently libraries just like filled with like people who don't have computers and homeless people. So I hadn't been to a library in like 20 years before that. And I was just like, damn, it smells in here. Like what's going on? Um, but McDonald's is just, you know, you can you get your work done. You can get your stuff done at McDonald's. Shout out to McDonald's if they want to be a sponsor for this podcast. Um, that's a that's a big ask. <laughs> big ask. But I feel like, you know what? I feel like, well, actually, it is a big ask because we say shit like ass. We say shit like shit. Ass, nigga. All types of and, stuff. And nigga like nigga. That's what we say on here. So, <laughs> nigga, get yourself a spicy chicken sandwich um, from McDonald's. Uh, I feel like we should open up, but, oh, so I want to say, uh, yes, the shirts will be, hopefully you guys will get all the, sh- everyone who ordered one, um, should be receiving one before the Labor Day weekend. So hopefully you guys are able to enjoy it. Take a trip out this Labor Day weekend with the shirt on, tell a friend, tell a stranger, something of the rather, um, I shifted out to many States, you know, I, I, I feel really good about this. So, you know what? It was a, it's a it's a really great thing. Um, and if you get your shirt, please post, man. Tag us in it, man. Oh yeah, post it, please. I wrote messages on all these things, man. Like I don't just you know, I I bought the gel I bought the gel marker just for that. Yeah, it's a nice gel marker. It's special A show message. It's gold too. Um, all right, we should get into these hot takes because we got a lot of them. And we got a lot of show to go through. Are you, are you ready to start the hot takes, sir? Let's go. Okay. We got our hot takes. First time I was doing hot takes in a while. And, of course, we got the first one from Utweek and Media, Chris J. Shout out to you. <laughs> this is about to be good. He says, well, he's got two. He's got, and I told everyone to submit their non-wrestling hot takes, which we'll just kind of like breeze over, but we'll get into as well. He says, Bobby Lashley's current run is much better than the Herb business run. Hmm. I mean, I think it's very... I think... He's definitely more over. I feel like there was definitely a point where, like, there was definitely people who, like, liked what he was doing in the Herb business, but I don't think it was universal. But, again, it's hard to tell because they were not in front of crowds. I think niggas just like what the Hurt Business represented because they were all black. <laughs> but the Hurt Business, kind of in general, its uh, its run was very short. I mean, it's not their fault. I'm sure they would have loved it to be longer, but it was very, very short. They accomplished a lot of things, WWE champion, a lot of stuff like that. But Bobby right now, just he, he's in a mode. He's in a space. He's just kind of like he's cooling right now, and he's kind of, yeah, he's over. I think that's the main difference about it. Like, he's legitimately over. It wasn't, you know, we weren't groaning because Bobby was just beating everybody uh, like we did when we did in the Hurt Business run. Like, he's beating everybody now, and I'm like, this is delightful. So, 
it's just better. It's just better overall. Um, his non-wrestling hot take says, honestly, never mind. Album is a top three Drake album. I can agree with that, but it's really good. <laughs> I've, I've been, you know, I enjoy a couple of tracks in there. That's a hot take, though. That is a hot, 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 hot. <laughs> a top three Drake album is insane. I can, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's what, crazy. what are your top? What are your top three Drake albums? Um, my top three Drake albums are. I'm gonna go number one, probably. Fucking never was the same. Never nothing about. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I forgot. Listen, I fucking forgot at this point. Um. So that was the first one. Um, my second one is probably going to go with, you know, I really do like, um, if you're reading this, it's too late. It's good. And then I'm going to still go. This is a very weird thing. The Dark Lane demo tapes. For some reason, I just like when Drake is rapping the majority of the album, I enjoy the album a lot better. But what about you? Um, has Take Care fallen out of a lot of people's top three? I feel like it fell out of mine. It never was in. Well, I don't. I don't want to say it never was in mine. I don't know. 2011. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take Care was in a lot of people. I, I was probably say no order views. Oh, no. Uh, okay. Huh? <laughs> I said no order. I just put mine in order. You put yours in order. I'm not doing. I'm not doing the order. When you do like, I come from I come from a, a world of lists. Come on, <laughs> I'm tired of them. Yeah, I feel you. Go off. Okay. Uh, no order, because because the thing is, you get like PTSD. Like you work for a place that does lists for so long, and then it's like they're shitting on you because you just happen to get a blurb for number five. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, the PTSD is definitely blaring right now. Please go on. Yeah. Uh, views. Uh, nothing was the same. Uh. I'm not. This is this is gonna be real controversial because it's so recent. But I really like I really like Loverboy a lot. I think I listen to Loverboy more than I listen to any of his other projects in the past two or three years. It's either that or, or more life. You know, I might revisit Loverboy. I might revisit it on my walk or something today. Like I, I really enjoy. I, I, the thing is that keeps it out of like truly being like because like the thing with Take Care is that I skip a lot of Take Care now. That's why I fell out. I give up a little, like take care a lot of take care. I don't listen to it all. Yeah, but with CLB, I could I've been able to consistently for at least a year run the whole thing through all the way up to like maybe like the Tim song, and then I fall off, and I'm just like, okay, I, I'm done. Or I'll or I'll listen up to like the I feel like if the album had ended with the Kanye diss song, it would be a perfect album. You know what I'm saying? But like it keeps going, and that's why it it it, it stays at my top my um. My uh my top three. All right. We got the next one up by DMV fan one, two, three. Always. My boy, my boy DMV. Listen, this is going to be he clearly knew what he was doing with this take. Um, especially being a, a member of the Discord. <laughs> says hot take says Raquel Rodriguez has the potential to become one of the next big stars of the women's division, given a few tweaks to her presentation and putting her in positions with storylines featuring top talent, Charlotte Koff, that can help the audience further build a connection with her. The reason I don't think this is a hot take, because he's saying 
yo, with all the right tools put in front of her, Raquel Rodriguez can become a big star. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with storylines and presentation and all the other stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, more than likely she can become a big star. This is what DMV was doing. This is what DMV was doing. I want Mills and Justin to argue. But I don't want them <laughs> to argue. I, I, I want them to argue, but I still want it to be fair. <laughs> I appreciate you, be fan. I appreciate you. Um, my thoughts on Raquel Rodriguez, I'm not sure if she's going to come back up in this thing, so I'll just say it right now. Um, I'm, I don't like necessarily her presentation on the main roster. I think there's... N- it reminds me of her presentation before she got with Dakota on NXT, if that was a thing. Um, but it just kind of like, there's nothing there to me. Like she's just a, a, a vet. She might as well be a vessel in a, in a giant, you know, <laughs> just a giant woman body. I don't know what to say. Like there's nothing, there's nothing there currently for me to grab onto. So I'm not very enamored with her. But please do tell. What are what are your takes on Miss Rodriguez? Taking out the um, if given the right push um, stuff, I think that she is has a magnetic kind of force to her in terms of like there aren't very many women that are as big as her or um, are as you know. Again, like on the main roster, you have maybe Nia Jax was there. Tamina has been there forever, but it's like no one has that presence of the young, kind of big, tall, strong, muscular kind of woman type. You don't see a lot of those. You know what I'm saying? We, we've been getting a lot of like athletic type, lean, you know, women for, for a while in that division. Right. And I think the look is what carries her. Um, to be honest, we haven't had a large, uh, not large. I don't say large. I, I, I'm trying to be careful by, by saying large. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I'm not trying to say. I don't. But what I meant, I meant large in like the pejorative sense. I don't think we've had a um, a large female Hispanic star um, in WWE. So I think she represents that, and I think she can, if she can pull that off. Not necessarily like they haven't had it before, but I don't think we've had one to the scale of like. Standing alongside the Ray Mysterios, Eddie Guerrero, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a market for them to have someone popular. It's not shocking to me that people cheer her. It's not shocking to me that they made her babyface because you know she is she's a really pretty person. She, the smile is is kind of people say, oh, she smiles too much. I'm like, but that's like her selling point. Like she's got a really good smile. Like I was cold on her as a heel act. And I was even colder on her when NXT kind of fumbled that face turn toward the end, you know? And I thought that it was, you know, really important for her to kind of come off well. And I, I, I thought she was floundering a bit, but I think in the past couple of weeks, they've made her look like someone who should be invested in. Like you saw flashes of that in the Ronda match. You saw it a lot on Friday. You saw it on Monday. You know, they, they, are, they are really behind her in a big way. And yes, I do think that the presentation could be tweaked. I don't like the music, for one. The back flexing is whatever to me. That's been her thing forever. Like I'm just, you know, I'm over the back. <laughs> There's well, well, here's my thing. I'm over. I'm over arguing about the back thing. Like that's just that's just her thing. I mean, it just is her thing. But I feel like we need. I feel, 
I wouldn't be mad if she moved on. Like, there's nothing there. Like, get a tattoo or some shit like that. I don't know. So, you have a massive back. Thanks a lot. Like, it, she should get a she should get a face on her back, and then when she flexes, the face should move. Be awesome. She should get like whatever the the you know what Arbok the Pokemon thing. Just draw that shit on her back or something. So it's like two eyes and a nose or something. I don't know. Just something like the back doesn't impress me because if if Rhea Ripley turns around and flexes her back, it's like oh shit. Well, <laughs> you know you know they should they should remix Sable's theme with the. <laughs> And then <laughs> Yo, hot take, hot take. The worst grind I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Even as a child. I was like, she ain't really <laughs> Are you ready for the grind? <laughs> and it would just be like this like dirty white woman grind. Um I mean like but you, but you know what? Like right. The same reason people love Raquel, I feel like it's the same reason people love China, you know? And it's that it's 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 the wonderment behind like, yo, like she could really beat my ass. You know what I mean? And and I think that's where Raquel kind of gets that aura about her. And I do think if they tweak it a little bit, she'll be fine. But again, they're starting, you know what I'm saying? Like, let her let her develop. You know what I mean? Like, I think she's been even more crisp. Like, I remember she was she would do that little Vader bomb twisting splash and she damn near killed Dakota. A year and a half ago, doing that shit, and now it looks it looks crisp. You know what I mean? Like she looks she looks a lot better. So, <laughs> say what? I said she might have almost killed someone another week ago, but you know what? Oh, it was Shotzi, but you know Shotzi dodges death uh, on multiple occasions in the ring, so I can't even be mad. Um, his non wrestling hot take was that PS 5s first two years is better than PS three and PS 4s first two years. Your thoughts, gamer guy? <clears throat> Um. Yeah. It, I mean, that's. I. I mean, you can't debate it. I mean, Demon Souls launching with it. Uh, a, a lot of uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales launching with it. Uh, then you had other games like Ratchet and Clank coming along with it. The just the the sheer amount of exclusives that the system has got. Um, and it hasn't slowed down. And, and I think that if it did slow down, you you'd be seeing a lot of people talking about some of the things that PS Five doesn't do, or some of the things that that is coming short on, on doing so far which is like their classic game selection is, is, is not there yet. Um, I've been very kind of frustrated with, with that monthly um, and stuff like that, but they still have the games to go with it. And this fall, you got God of War. And then in literally three days, you have The Last of Us Part 1 remake, which looks amazing. So um, it's, it's, it's not hard to say that, you know, in the, in the first two years, it's been better. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Um, next one comes from our guy, Marcus Flowers. Marcus Flow. Oh, God. What's Flo about to say, man? Flo has been wilding lately. He says, CM Chump in AEW was the worst thing possible. I'm sorry. I said it like that, Flo. <laughs> CM Chump in AEW was the worst possible thing to happen to that company. <laughs> I feel like we're going to be talking about Punk more. Uh, I, I'll say that, that, that he is not. I, I'll say this. He is not the issue at large with this company he is a catalyst that has brought their issues to the light so mm. we're gonna talk about a lot more issues a lot more AEW issues as we get deeper into this podcast um jb great love you guys says i believe clash of the castle could be a top three pay-per-view this year the fans in the uk have been waiting for this now i i agree it could be i just don't want to hear chance the entire i don't want to hear singing the entire <laughs> yeah. especially when bailey's out there yeah like when they did remember nxt london 
Oh God! You know why there's never been another NXT London? He <laughs> <laughs> sung the entire show. I was I was over it. Nah, as as long as they don't do that the entire show, which they absolutely will do. I mean, sixty five thousand of them at this point. Um, but I do believe we're gonna go over the card in a little bit, so we'll definitely be able to back that up uh, before the end of the show. But Clash of the Castle is looking pretty good. Looking really. No, good. I mean, looking at the card, top to bottom, I mean, for me, are, are we in agreement? Like, WrestleMania Night 1 is probably, like, pay-per-view of the year still? Yeah. Yeah. I was I was like, okay, that was the one with Stone Cold, right? Yes. Um, Stone Cold, Becky Bianca, Seth Cody. Um, oh, yeah. Obviously, easily. All right. You yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Don't even worry about the rest. <laughs> Um, let's see. Okay, number next one comes from Amber. Amber Rosal says Amber, what's up? It says FTR will be back with WWE when their AEW contracts expire. With the backstage politics, not getting their match with the Bucks and being left out the AEW video game. I could see them being back under Triple H. How do you feel about FTR and where their future lies? And currently how they're being treated you know, with AEW. I think one of the one of the largest contentions that we had that we noticed, you know what I'm saying? These are the kind of like red flags that we did when FTR was the number one tag team in the company, and then the Bucks said, "Oops, we dropped the titles." <laughs> 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 um, and now the Bucks turn. Oops, we're face now. Uh, guess that match can't happen. <laughs> um, hey man, I think it's real interesting that like with every small, um inconvenience if you will if every single thing they've ever disagreed with on, on in any other company i won't just say WWE. whenever that comes up they are very vocal about it they're very vocal about every time someone has done them wrong every time someone has let them down every time someone has hurt their feelings with how serious that you feel as though and, and we see how, how they are about belts and winning matches and being presented in a certain light i think it's so odd and awkward that they seem to be okay with that same treatment in this company. People, I mean, I've said this a long time ago. People are going to make excuses for whatever they like at the end of the day. I don't think anyone looks at things objectively. They're just going to say, I mean, whatever they like, they like. And unless they really just don't give a fuck. But um, FTR to me, um, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I, nah, to be honest with you, no, but not, <laughs> not to say that they aren't good, like it would be great, but honestly, I don't see, maybe in Triple H's WWE, it's a little bit different, and I've been still trying to like kind of like get used myself to Triple H's WWE, it's not more so of me trying to dictate what's happening, get mad, and if stuff happens, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but I'm still trying to get used to like his kind of style, I know Vince McMahon's WWE, it would have been a moot point, because the focus was never on tag teams, but in Triple H's WWE, um, there's certainly going to be a point where it's going to be on tag teams, but then there could also be a point in the future where it's not Triple H's WWE anymore <laughs> so it's a you know it kind of depends i think ftr the really the only places to go are aew and wwe and to be honest they've been given so much country in aew that i would it doesn't really make sense for them to leave um but define 
defined country though you know what i'm saying like singles matches tributes hang with the champion i mean i get they get shafted a little bit on things but they get to really flex being the wrestlers they want to be in aew as opposed to wwe for sure i asked i asked this question um in the discord like what what is the what like why do they have all these belts like does that who is I mean, I, I get personally that makes them look cool, but like, does does anyone really notice? Does any does does it mean anything to anybody? I think no, but that's I'm going to blame AEW because of that. <laughs> and also, like, yeah, I kind of do blame AEW because of that. I think if they were contending for the tag team championships, it would be a lot more of a story. But since they aren't, they end up being more accessories. Um. As they roll around AEW, I think the entire ROH championships, no offense to my guy Claudio, is an accessory at this point because they're not that they can't defend it because Claudio just defended it last Friday, but they're never going to be a focal point of AEW show. The belts don't seem important to me other than like the top belt. None of the belts seem important to me at all anyway. Well, yeah, that's true. You see what yeah, we like, and shit. Like it, it, I mean, and and that could go for like the, the, I mean, and it and it, sh- it goes to show like you know Triple H's WWE is trying to put a focus on the mid card belts. Intercontinental title feels important again. Um, it feels like it's something that people want. And the US Championship pay per view for the first time got to be since I think last year's WrestleMania, which is why right, right. And you know Bobby's defending it almost weekly. They they get vignettes. They they show that that's important. It takes little things to make these belts feel important, but with with FTR, we don't really know the significance of any of these belts. You know what I mean? When, when you watch it on AEW, so. Yeah. Of course. Um, next hot take comes from Slat Hugo. Shout out to my guy. Um, even though this, I'm not going to shout out for this. He says Meals ain't no real wrestling fan if he don't tap into '99, 2000 WCW. <laughs> That's a take. <laughs> That's a take. What am I missing? I've been telling to listen. The, the YouTube has been getting me back in 1999 WWF, 1999 WWF, and not for any match rate, just for the moments itself. I might do another thing on 1999 WWF because of how what is, it was. But here's my thing. Here's my thing, man. Here's my thing. I know. <laughs> you can't do 99 WWF without doing 99 WCW. Like that's. It, it, it's impossible. I'm just. I'm just telling the truth. It's impossible to tell that story. Um. It's impossible to tell that story one sided, because the, the, a lot of what they're doing is in reaction to what the other company was doing. Mm. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I could see you know vice versa as well. So maybe I mean maybe there is a series. Maybe you bring the WCW to the table. Maybe I bring the WWE to the table, and we talk about it on a. Yeah, you got to watch it too, though. <laughs> I mean, you saw how I was trying to get out of that. Um, exactly. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, so here you go. We'll see what we'll see what happens with that. Um, next one comes from Donald Jones. Shout out to you, big fan. Says even with Roman signing a contract for less dates, the yeah would be taking place in Wales. An incredible promo package. Drew is still losing at Clash at the Castle. <laughs> Jesus, I, I think we should. We'll save it for our things, yeah. We got to save that one. We got to save that one. But I, I, I think that I, I will say this: when they, 
when they when they show you things, don't like. How do I say this? Like in a in a like when 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 the, when the E shows you things, like why do you why do people like deny it like vehemently when they show you but like a direction that they're going? Because you know some people didn't some people didn't believe that Drew was going to win the Royal Rumble, even though the signs were clearly there that he was going to win it. Absolutely. No, it was definitely clear as day. So I don't. You know, I agree with you. I agree with you. There's a lot of things, um, and honestly, especially with the new regime. But again, we'll get to that with the with the predictions itself. Um, next one comes from Nick's Kicks. It says Sasha and Naomi blew the opportunity to make the tag t- titles feel as important as the women's champion title by leaving. I'm going to retort that by saying there is no way in hell the tag titles could have ever felt as important as the women's championships at any point, no matter who you put on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And there's no, there's, there's literally no reason why they should, no. you know, these are at best. And I find, and then we're going to get to it. I'm guessing when we talk about the, the, the women at clash, um, there's there the women need the more the the titles serve a function that they have not been serving for a long time even when Sasha and Naomi had it and it was that they had no direction because they were they were trying to put important people with these titles and treat it like it was on that same level like if if Sasha and Naomi had it oh they're they're top titles now and that's not what they were you they have to have a title for the women that aren't doing anything to be able to have to make them feel important that's essentially you can look at the history of the championship um i mean it goes bailey sasha the iconics and then it's a bunch of women who are thrown together whatever random point because they weren't doing anything at whatever point it's a secondary title if you wanted a secondary championship this is definitely it because this is taken i mean we've had live and rhea ripley get together and break up and within the span of three months for Mm -hmm. sake of challenging for these championships and then go back to whatever they were doing. The, the women's tag team championships have never had any direction to me. They've never had any, they preluded it with a bunch of women in tag team matches and stuff like that, but there's no true division or any true women's tag teams in the WWE. And there won't be any long form women's tag teams because the bigger stars are solo stars. Ask Beyonce, ask Justin Timberlake, ask Paul McCartney. But, <laughs> but, you know, but there's nothing wrong with them being mid card championships, upper mid card championships that get you to that level and making them feel important in that way. Yeah. Um, I think coming out of this, the tournament, we still have tag teams that are still set there. They've shown us them. You still have Dewdrop and. Um, Nikki, you still have, uh, you know, other people on the, on the other shows that can realistically be foils for these characters. And the thing is, is that like, if the women needed something for the mid card to make them feel important and you're not going to give them a singles, a singles title, I think this is a, a great Mia Culpa where, where, where you'll still be able to build up people who aren't really necessarily in the title hunt because Rhea is not always going to be in the title hunt. I mean, Raquel is not always going to be there, but for right now, there's a log jam of top women you know what I'm saying? And Becky's due back whenever. So whenever Raquel's ready, they'll she'll drop the belt and it'll be the next person that they're trying to prepare for this thing. So like I, I just don't think that the, the 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 mission and the goal should be to make these titles 
on that level, but it should, it, they should have direction. And, and I think that they're on the way to doing that. Um, the next take comes from Jalen. Shout out to Jalen. He says, Loki, during her title reign, Bianca has felt secondary to her challengers outside of a few moments. She's killing no. out of the ring. He's been saying, he's been been saying this for a minute. <laughs> I want to finish it. He says, she's been killing outside the ring as an ambassador for the company, but on TV it feels like she gets less promo segment time than her opponents. Following a reign as good as Becky's was, I was hoping her presentation as a champion would be a be- little bit better weekly than it has. I'll say this is the reason why I think it is before you get into the reason you think it is. It's because she's a face. <laughs> and I think there's a you have to tell the story consistently with her contenders and her opponents and their contemporaries more so than you have to tell the story of Bianca because Bianca is just going to get cheered and she just kind of represents. You could see it from her. You don't need to tell a big story with Bianca because you can kind of see everything that she is. You can see that she's super strong, super athletic, has a great look, um, great smile, um, nice, all these other things. And she talks to talk and can walk to walk. You don't really need to do much with her. But for her opponents, um, you definitely need to bring a Carmella up to, you know, snuff in this kind of situation to make her look like a threat. You need to do, do stuff with, you know, Becky. I forgot who else um, in her title reigns that she had. I mean, that's kind of it. She's really only faced Bailey, Becky, and Carmella. That's why, it's, that, that's why to me, it's like a moot point. Like, there was a lot of things outside of Bianca's control for a lot of the year that kind of, I wouldn't say put her on the back burner because she's never really been on the back burner. She doesn't really lose. But again, like like you said, Mila, she's a face. And also, you just did a year or so of her having adversity and you had that story. Now, as you say, it's about her keeping it. Again, a lot of people kind of always say the chase is better than the, than the actual the actual reign. Um, and, and again, we saw the chase. So what what more in the story do you do you want to like what other adversity does she have now that she has the, the championship? It's keeping the championship. And like you said, you got to keep you got to bring these people up to her level. That's why you have Bailey gunning for her. I'm sure that when this whole thing is broken up between Bailey and Control, it'll be Oscar gunning for her. It'll be Alexa Bliss gunning for her. It'll be Rhea Ripley gunning for her. I I I I don't get how someone who gets consistently cheered, consistently over, you make she is now to me a uh a attraction to the show. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to focal point to the show in the same way that Roman is an attraction to the show. He's not a focal point in the the show. Like, I I mean, a lot of times you could say that that Roman feels like secondary because he doesn't, he's not even on TV half the time cutting promos, maybe twice. Yeah. So like, uh, again, like when you have someone that is dominant, you don't want to overstay your welcome with her. And and I, I don't, I, I can't say that she's felt secondary. She's definitely not secondary in the company. She's front and center on everything. I, I just don't agree with with the idea that like that Bianca has fallen a step back since she's won the title. I mean, she's had two of the best the best matches of the year. Clearly, she only had one. I mean, she had she's really only had one opponent, kind of. I mean, she had the triple threat with Asuka and Becky, but she's been mostly facing Becky, and then she faced Carmella that one time and. Um, <laughs> let's see his non-wrestling hot take is Power Rangers could be a legit movie franchise under the right leadership the lore is super rich and I've always wanted to see it properly explored on the big screen didn't they try that? <clears throat> they tried it but it wasn't I, I feel like what they need to do with this to make people like come to go see the fucking movies is connect that that universe with the universe in the TV show so, like, you should still have Tommy still being in it in some way, shape, or form, or Jason or some of the older, you know, older cast members come in 
introducing these new people and then and then let it be that way the the reason why marvel wins is because they take the time and do the work well i won't say do the work but they kind of take the time to make sure that (laughs) (laughs) they make they make sure that they grab people that will that will make you go out to the theaters to go see these movies so they're gonna go get toby mcguire they're gonna go get all these like patrick stewart and shit like that and all the people that people in the internet fan cast they go do that like Power Rangers to be successful, they need to do the work to get people to come out and go see it. But I agree. Hey Amen. Jason David Frank is down bad right now, so I don't know what kind of <laughs> movie. He needs the money. He needs the money. He absolutely does need the money. Um, let's see. Next one comes from Nick Simon. He says, "Hit Rose Fod. Yeah, they dress goofy and top dollars antics online are annoying, but they are serviceable lower card faction, and that's what these shows need." I do agree with Mills' assessment that they need to start incorporating the audience with their raps. They'll figure it out. So essentially, he says, hit row is fine. They'll figure it out at the end of the day. Um, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they, they, they've, they, they got to they get the fits right. They haven't rapped since. So um, yeah. <laughs> from one of the reports that we got from who was at the tapings last week said that uh, – well, I'll wait till hit row. Uh, parole officer starts uh, rolling by. That's swerve. That's swerve coming. That's swerve. He said that um, Asante Ashanti Adonis is a uh, fit was the best fit that he had ever seen. Uh, that he's worn thus far. So I'm looking at Friday and seeing what the hell, what the hell does he got on? Because I listen. Whoever said that, if it ain't fire, <laughs> I'm looking at you, brother. You know, coming for you. We coming back. Um, next one comes from Z Man. Says, even though I believe she's coming back soon, Naomi ruined all the momentum she had. She was having a long storyline to herself, which she's never had before. Interacting with Charlotte, Ronda, and main event and SmackDowns, with the walkout and how it's been more so about Sasha. It feels like she'll just be viewed as her partner versus being her own person slash character. Um. What do you think about Naomi's role in all of this? Do you feel like she's kind of like ruined all the momentum that she had? I think she, I, I personally, in my own opinion, I don't think she can ruin the momentum. She's pretty like bulletproof at this point, not in terms of like a top star, but someone who's always going to be popular with the fans. Just always. She is essentially the female Kofi. She'll always have a place in the fans. And when she's in the position, she'll always be cheered and regarded. I don't know if she ruined the momentum, but she's, had a great year before she walked out for sure. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know that um uh cause I don't imagine consistent momentum with Naomi. I mean I think from a great I think she was doing the best work in ring that she was doing this year, but I think she can still do that <laughs> when she returns. So I don't know. But do any of that matter when she comes back? You know what I'm saying? Like when she comes back that that don't matter, you know, because she'll have new momentum from coming back. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, listen. By this time next week, maybe we could talk about it. Maybe. I'm, I feel Who knows? coming back pretty soon. I feel like they're coming back pretty soon. Rumors are out there. Um, next one comes from Ron Ryan. Says, Sasha and Naomi should be the first team Dakota and EO defends and retains the tag team titles. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Age poorly, Mr. Ryan. Um that's- like, what if that's not the direction they want to go? You know what I'm saying? With them with them getting the titles back right now. You know what I mean? Amen. Amen. Listen, have they ever thought Naomi and Sasha might be a heel? Hmm? 
Mm. Yeah. I mean, mm. that, that, that was my thought too. It's just like, why would you want them to pop out on the baby faces that won the title and take away their moment on Monday? I thought, I thought that would, be, I thought that would have been really stupid to do. I th- I, th- I think it would have been very stupid on Monday, but we'll see. I mean, let's see what happens. Sasha and Naomi are going to be, I, I have a strong feeling they'll be back pretty, pretty soon. Um, considering all the reports, all the momentum, all the stuff, it's about to be Raj Giri about to be put in a pack, to be honest with you. <laughs> He's probably not going to be, but he should be. We should hold. I never said they were actually gone. What I said was. <laughs> yes, I never said that. They're going to, and no one's going to get him worse than they do to you, to be honest with you. <laughs> nah, not even. Imagine me Imagine me put something out there and being wrong. Remember when I put out that Cody was facing Seth? They, they call you a munch. <laughs> wow. They thought I, I thought I, I thought it was feeling me. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um nonetheless, Terrence Delane, next one, says Drew's baby face run from Money in the Bank 2021 to SummerSlam 2022 is the biggest waste of a top baby face in a decade. <laughs> he needs a top title by the next Royal Rumble at the latest. They had him in hell, man. I but here's the thing, y'all hashtag y'all said y'all was tired of him, and when y'all said like that was one of the few times the company did which what, what y'all wanted, what y'all wanted to do. They they said move away from Drew. We're tired of him. And they said I right, bet. Hey, Amen. I don't know. Was I tired of him? I don't think so. He was. He I wasn't tired of bangers. Him. He was having bangers. I was. I was with it. But yeah, he lost the title and then never came back to it. I feel like at some point, I feel like at various points, this is just me talking about my ass, by the way. I feel like at various various points they had him versus Roman scheduled and then they just continued to push it back like over and over and over and over. Um, but that's just me. Um, next one comes from Brandon Duggar. Mr. Duggar, we have a, we have a date pretty soon, sir. Um, we need to figure that out. But nonetheless, he says two two people who have weirdo fan bases, two people who many consider legends but haven't done anything in relevant years and always seem to find a way to cause trouble wherever they go. He says CM Punk is the Nicki Minaj of pro wrestling. <laughs> Sasha Banks. <laughs> <laughs> That's way more accurate. I couldn't call CM Punk the Nicki Minaj. CM Punk is way more. What would CM Punk be? If it had to be a wrestler, who? Kendrick Lamar. Hmm. I don't know about that. I feel like he more Kanye. False prophet. Hmm. Actually, Kanye's good. Kanye's good. I feel like Kanye. Yeah, it's still still a false prophet. (laughs) Absolutely. People still will love him no matter what. He could do anything. People still want to listen to him or the thing is matches or so he says whatever at various points doesn't matter um next one comes from kenny brophy shout out to you kenny says any you crazy motherfucker jumping out of planes boy you crazy he says seth rollins is the obvious choice to dethrone the tribal chief not drew mcintyre nah because if it was obvious it would have happened already (laughs) yeah nah nah they got I, I, the, I am, these niggas overtrained, to be honest with you. I am so interested in 
what Triple H is going to do with Seth. Because like I said last week, if there is anyone on that roster that he loves more than anyone else, it is Seth Rollins. So I'm like, what what is what 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 is he gonna do with him in the next in the next year, I think. And as Cody nears his return, I think it will it will become more clear. This non-wrestling hot take says after being robbed the previous two years, Joel and Beatle finally win MVP and lead Philly to the NBA championship. Amen. He better, because he ain't got that much time left. <laughs> Does need he's a big back. Yeah, he's a big man. They don't last very long playing 82 games a season, man. Yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna last as long. They, if they're gonna do it, it needs to be this year. Cause if they don't do it, the window is the window closes faster for him than like a Giannis or something for sure. Um, next one comes from you'll call me Rob. Says two K twenty two ain't that great of a game. It just came out after two K twenty, which was broken in two thousand in two K nineteen, who was old and tragically outdated. 2K22 is the bare minimum of what people should expect from major game publishers and overpriced on PS5. I feel bad saying that because I feel like Cornell is going to jump through this microphone and choke whoever the fuck. <laughs> choke Rob. Well, I mean, I I don't understand why you feel bad about something that is like inherently wrong. Uh, <laughs> so like roll into the back of my fucking head. Just listen to that. I think that like the 2K22... To say it's a bare minimum when they rehauled the engine, rehauled the graphics, rehauled a lot of things, a lot of legacy stuff from the previous games that were woefully outdated, uh, redid a lot of the animations, um, clean, cleaned up a couple of the moves, redid the, the the complete you know finisher system, how you get finishers, the the payback system is completely redone. Um, pretty much from top to bottom, they had two years to redo this game. For, I, I think that like to call it bare minimum and, and like i i if you think it's a bad game that's completely fine but to say it's bare minimum is just it's just inherently false because it's, it's not like absolutely i don't play <laughs> I know you haven't played it but it's, just, it's just not i mean I'm, I'm sure people that have that are listening to this that are fans of the game and people in our discord who when they listen to this and they listen to hot take and rob is already like a firebrand in there <laughs> and it's, so it's, it's not going to be hard for people to respond to this but I just think that it's inherently wrong to say that. I just, I just don't like you. You could. There's no way. And, and I'm saying this. I know Mule haven't played. I'm just saying it to the people that have played the three games, right? In no way could you could you go to 2K19 with the same stuff that you could do in 2K22. That's why it's not bare minimum. I, 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 I say that even having friends on that development team, even having friends on that on that on that marketing team, I say that with, without the bias towards them at all. They the game gets patched more than 2K20 and 2K19 ever did. They have at least three patches in the first three weeks of the game. There's, there's nothing bare minimum going here. And I mean, again, I'm, I'm not arguing if he likes the game or not. Like, there's a lot of weird stuff Rob likes and doesn't like. But like, I think that to say that, that it is it's bare minimum is just crazy to me. Like, it, it is it is by, by and large a complete rehaul and overhaul of like what they have actually done with the but the game, like, like if you don't like simulation type video games, I could see you're not liking it. But like for for what 2K is, like, of course, the, if it's not broke, they're not going to fix it. But they have added onto that system. I mean, they have a combo system in the shit now. Like, it's, there's a lot of stuff they added to it. So, whatever. Maybe when they put the game on Nintendo Switch, I'll play. <laughs> That's shit, well, don't even. 
Well, well, Mills, you're not a fan of like a bunch of buttons, so like that's a like that's a game that has a bunch of buttons, so you probably wouldn't I, like it. I can't turn the switch sideways and the controller or something. Um, all right. You sounded like you was 50 years old right there talking about some sideways. Listen, man. Um, next one comes from Antonio Salgado. Shout out to you, Antonio. Says this is a this is a good one right here. He says Cesaro is ROH champ is top five here. Damn world champions ever <laughs> let me let me ask you something let me take on a fun this point who will be classifying as here damn world champions <laughs> in history i got a couple just off my top of my head kofi kingston no i mean <laughs> so, hey I just think about it. let me let me think about it Hey, hey man, wasn't <laughs> here damn to him. It was a here damn to us. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> listen. I was thinking of listen. I was thinking of Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt in my brain is like such a here damn <laughs> champion. Fiend, fiend and regular. Fiend and regular. Both of them. They ain't even hold it that long. It was whack. Um, here here damn champions. Damn. Uh, like world champions? Yeah, world champions. Huh. John Cena several times. Uh Adam Page. Wow. Actually, yeah, Adam Page. I think Adam yeah. Page granted, I think his momentum was in such a certain way, but also it was very much like I I mean, <laughs> you've been here for a minute. Let's Let's just do it. Um, because he was uh, they won't stop talking about the they won't stop talking about these storylines, the the long term storytelling here. Here, damn. Um, let's see. What's another one that I could name? I'm trying to think of ones from different just uh let's see. What about huh? I'm trying to think. Here, damn. Someone who'd been there for a while and just like, well, here, damn. <laughs> Like you want the champ, just damn, um, huh? I'm trying to think one of old now. Old old champions, uh, Mick Foley. Mick Foley. <laughs> oh, easily. Oh, that's a here, damn <laughs> Hall of Famer. <laughs> oh my God. W Booker T and WCW. Booker T and WCW here, damn four times. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> oh wow. Jeff Jarrett was like a like a you stayed down for a while, man. Here, damn. <laughs> oh God. I mean, there's been a couple here, damn, but Cesaro's definitely up there. Cesaro's is the fact there's no story built up to it and he just won it out of nowhere. He won his first championship, like just world championship, just like right off that. You didn't even want to build a story or anything. You know what's you know what's mad funny is that we, in the, the show that me and Cyrus watch, he's actually in a world championship match, and the storyline is that he can't win the big one, mm. and that's the and that's what makes him turn heel. And I was thinking, like, damn, that would have been such a great idea for him to eventually have won the ROA championship. Is that like, damn, even when I come to a new company, I can't win the big one. Maybe I need to switch up the way that I do things so I can win the championship, and then he wins it. That would have been a better story. But then he just won it because they didn't want. <laughs> The octopus <laughs> little guy to have it. Um, we'll talk a little bit on that. Uh, 
non-wrestling he says summer walker is an elite r&b artist discography damn near flawless she got two albums antonio maybe three like three flawless it's good they're good i don't know about flawless but they're good she's 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 great she's great at what she does um just don't go on her instagram stories yeah and you'll like more. And also, they're great at like producing her because clearly, I think if she was an artist on her own, of her own volition, <laughs> it would not sound as good or be presented as good as it is. Um, but I appreciate now that she has no phobia of performing in front of people because I can't imagine y'all was paying hot resale for her live shows where she didn't even want to be there. Um, <laughs> which was ridiculous. Uh, Jonathan McLean says. This is, this is, I know this is fresh. <laughs> this must have been, he, this is Jonathan McLean pulled the Johnny Gargano to wait and see, and then I'm going to submit my hot take. Said, <laughs> Aaliyah is a lot better than people think. <laughs> she is a great person to have as the comeback person before a hot tag. The role that she's in now with Raquel is perfect for her. Hey, man, you on the right side of history at this point, my man. <laughs> He said, "Let me let me get this shit in real quick." <laughs> <laughs> he saw the he saw the tides changing and said, "Yeah, let me get this hot take in real quick." Yeah. Um, I I I just I and, you know I said this in Discord this morning. I said I I can't subscribe to the fact that like that both Raquel and Aaliyah are talentless or, or like have literally no talent whatsoever. Like I I can't subscribe to that because it's like if you're if you're saying that, then what is your what's your measure of it? Because not everyone can be Sasha Banks, not everyone can be Becky Lynch, and not everyone can be Bianca Belair. They gotta people have, gotta have different skill sets. Natty been I, a different skill set for damn near two decades, and she's still here. Yeah, I I think yeah she she's probably better than most people think. I I completely get that she might not be your cup of tea. Like I get that, you know what I'm saying. But to like to go out on a limb and say that she's like the worst, awful, most worst. Like there has been so much hate levied at this person. You know, for winning a fake belt in the last twelve hours. Or you wanna you wanna talk about it later? <clears throat> I mean, it's up to you where you want to go with it. We got one more hot take after this. Okay, so we could do it after. Okay. Um, his non wrestling hot take is that people didn't like Note because they're used to movies and media that don't stretch the critical thinking and analysis muscle in their brain. Wow. I I think that I too agree that like the 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 hate around Note and it's still going by the way. Um, is so crazy because I thought that it was one of the most sublime and and like gripping movie experiences that I had this year. Um, I I I really like the movie a lot. I think a lot of people went into it expecting, once again, a, a twist, a racial hashtag racial twist, and it doesn't have any of that stuff in it. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> when does it go on streaming? <laughs> this is what I would like to know. I believe it is now, but um Ooh, okay. Wait a minute. Yeah, I think you can rent it now on on digital, but I'm pretty sure there's other ways that you can find right. it. Oh. What I mean. All right. Um last one comes from Mike Brown. The, <clears throat> despite the promo packages and WWE hyping up Drew's homecoming, I can't see Roman dropping the titles with all the future programs they keep hinting at, nor can I realistically see him being the first person in bloodline dropping their title. Mike Brown, we'll come back to that. We hit predict. Yeah, we have, we have to come back to that. I I don't think that you're that you're completely on point there. I I I think that you you have to raise his megalomania 
by having him drop it. So I think that that's actually the best way to do it. He's not going to give a fuck if the Usos lose. You know, he's going to because he still has punching bags. If he loses, then it becomes way more important for them to win. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No, I absolutely agree with you. Um, We'll talk about that in a bit. Thank you, everyone, for submitting your hot takes. If you would like to submit a hot take for the next time we do hot takes, all you got to do is become an A-Show patron. It was open to everybody this time. Um, $3 tier, $5 tier, $10 tier, and everything. And if you join more, you get access to the Discord. You get access to the special content, like the Spot Callers that was released earlier today. You get the War Report and the A-Show early. You may even get longer versions of those shows. And, of course, you'll have access, first, first fresh access to the draft diaries which is coming next month on the a show uh network so i can't, sure I can't wait for that. I, I can't wait neither um make sure you guys continue to subscribe to the patreon and yeah you know what before we get in hop into predictions let's do let's do a quick not necessarily a speed round let's do some no holes bar let's get some stuff off okay um, the first thing we got to talk about is the news that came out kind of after our podcast. And wouldn't it come after our podcast was this meeting, this, this, <laughs> this meeting that Tony Khan had, um, about all, everything that's kind of going on in AEW. Um, what have you heard or what did you, I forgot what the meeting was about. I would assume it would have to be like, Hey, here's our new guys that you guys got to go to. But it seemed more from internet salation, you know, the internet kind of, you know, added a salacious spin to this thing. It seemed like how everybody just hated one another. <laughs> it, it, I just thought it was, I just think that it, it's weird that like, and like purposeful that they said, don't leak anything, but this just so happened to get leaked. I, I think that the way that they play, I'm, I'm like, at least Hollywood sources like Variety try to at least make the bullshit seem believable. This is literally like, yeah, it all being filtered through Fightful, by the way. Not one other source but Fightful. Hey, so actually through Fightful, there was a report about Sammy Guevara and, and Eddie Kingston um, having their backstage altercation because apparently that's the only altercation that's come to the surface thus far. But there's hinted to be more that is going on behind the scenes. Both men went specifically to Fightful drop off <laughs> their their version of this story especially sammy guevara who went into very big detail about this which to me you talk about red flags with the company and this isn't just AEW hate because if a wwe did that i'd be like yo what the fuck if anyone in wwe did that that i truly appreciate it i'd be like yo what are you doing um yeah but to go into that kind of that's just not information that needs to be out. That's not information that the public needs. There's nothing beneficial about this information that will benefit your character or your standing in the company. Um, there's no- Why do we need to know this? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, why did we need to know that you actually saw him first and you did this, this, that, and the third, and now he's saying, like, why did we need to know this? Um I'm not, it, was, like, it was weird because it was like Eddie took the high road and then Sammy completely threw him under the bus. And I'm just like, oh, so the beef is still popping. Okay. I'm saying like, I, so I'm, I'm confused about like why we needed to know all this. And I'm, I don't blame Fightful because they're going to post a story. At it. I'm not going to say like Fightful should have been like, hey, man, you need to chill out on this thing. They're going to, they got money to make. They got, you know, checks to cash and stuff. Like that. Of course, they're going to post this. 
But I really don't think it was necessary at all, nor do I think it was constructive. And then more reports came out over the weekend about one Thunder Rosa, especially after her announcement on AEW Dynamite last week that she had to not relinquish the title, but she's injured, so she's not going to be able to defend the title. So, of course, recruiting an interim AEW champion out <laughs> over the weekend. Um, we just literally got out of one to establish another one. Um but there's been reports that Thunder Rosa may not be as nice as, you know, as everyone likes. He's like, I don't really like her. She's not really that nice to me. She's stiff with the with the extras and all this other stuff like that. What do you make about, what are you reading through the tea leaves of these reports coming out? How about that? The tea leaves is that <clears throat> where there's smoke, there's fire. And when you get so many altering, varying explanations of what's happening you you got people saying everything is not good then you have christopher daniels coming out uh this week saying everything is fine then you have other people saying everything is okay you get ftr coming out saying oh no nah, people punk is, is fine you know what i'm saying there's, there's nothing going on with punk there, there, it's to me seems like there are certain factions of people in there and it's become clicky remember remember in wc or in wcw it was like hogan and his crew then you had russo and his crew and then you had other people in factions. And that seems to be what happens now, or what's happening now. But here's the thing also. I feel like, to be honest with you, the thing that doesn't surprise me about this is this is just going to happen in pro wrestling. It's happened in pro wrestling for the end of time. I don't think it's led to the, with people like this might end to the, lead to the end of AEW. I don't think social or ethical things back and forth I don't think that that personal stuff is going to lead to the end of AEW because even the end of WCW was some business shit. <laughs> Just they didn't have their business outright. Yeah, ratings are down, but no one cared that uh, at the end of the day, this person didn't like this person backstage because at the end of the day, you still got to be professional and go out and work with them. No matter what, Sammy Guevara, Eddie Kingston. Go ahead. I do think a lot of that um, backstage shit spilled out into them trying to actually make it into a storyline, which is like they should not do. And I and we and we warned about this during the, the MJF thing. with the chicks carrying out the sandbag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we warned about this, where it's just like you you should not you should not be questioning whether this is real or not. It should all be fantasy on this. You know what I'm saying? Like it should, it should mostly all be that. It, sh- it, it it shouldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, to, to be honest, like, I, I felt like, and it's the same way I feel like about the, the Riddle, Seth Rollins thing. It's like, we knew they had heat, but it's been long enough and, and we can tell that they're, they probably don't have a real issue with each other, but this is just for, for that. Right. But with AEW, the difference between that is that this is, this, you know, some of that work shoot stuff comes from, we know there's somebody that you're not paying and then they're not on TV right now because you're not paying them and they don't want to be on your, t- on your TV show. Right, mm-hmm. we know you got people that are working hurt, and that, that are sending sub- subliminal shots at them at the end of the shows. You're you're putting two guys that clearly don't like each other in a match, and then you let them cut a promo on each other about real life shit about New Japan, a company that like y'all aren't working for right now. <laughs> yeah, that's it's just bad business decisions, just in kind of in general. It's just be- bad for business, man. Like I'm looking, I'm looking at this. Uh, this this FIFO report regarding the Thunder Rosa injury. It's a word emerged shortly before Dynamite that Thunder Rosa was injured and wouldn't be competing at all out. FIFO had a game word that the original plan 
was that Tony Storm was the emerge champion <laughs> victorious and win the AEW Women's Title. Goddamn, I don't know if that's gonna happen again. Um, what a sad story. <laughs> what a sad, sad story. It's almost a sad one. I'm cold. Um, now she'll compete for the interim AEW World Championship against Hikaru Shida. Also a sad story. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Jamie Hayter. We have not learned of the creative plans set for the title as of yet. Um, you know what they are. You know what they are. <laughs> big B's and a couple C's. You know what I'm saying? You know what they are. You know what they are. You took Tony from working with someone that was like clearly on her level in terms of like stardom on that show. And then you put her with somebody who clearly has the eye of the owner of the company in Britt Baker. And it would be historic for her, right? For her to win it twice. Like first person to win it twice, right? Yeah, she would be the first person to win it twice. There you go. That's your story. Um, we've had contact on both sides. <laughs> contact us <laughs> regarding Rosa. With many things, she's worked hard to keep young women's talent booked, and other perceive her as developing an ego and being difficult to work with. Um, there's been a bunch of reports that come out over the last thing that she's been difficult to work with. It's interesting what they do to. It's interesting all of this is kind of going on. I think we've been um, privy to and heard of a lot of unrest backstage in AEW that eventually would bubble to light. And I kind of think that we're seeing it now. In fact, I think, I don't know if this is necessarily a bubbling to light, but the result of the World Championship, the AEW World Championship match last week, what what are your kind of thoughts on that? The, the punk going out sad in a matter of minutes in Cleveland. Silly, man. <laughs> it's silly I, I in a vacuum people can say oh this reminds me of some UFC bullshit right this ain't UFC that's the delusion talking that's the delusion talking because he was not good in the UFC neither and I don't know why we would be comparing such to both um, but go on Mox is not Mickey Gall this is not this is not UFC they're not gonna they're not gonna build this as a UFC program where he he just got knocked out. That's not what's going to happen. That's not what that match looked like. It looked like they wanted to get the the interim thing off so they could switch it back to whoever they want to switch it back to. I think Punk's going to get it back again. Uh, there, they seems to be like they're going to actually do a. a I, and I feel bad for Cyrus and Quan because they got to kind of come up with analysis on this on the fly because it's going to be announced on the day that they <laughs> that they have to do the show and and predict this stuff. But like. I feel as though this is this is clearly to I, feel, I, I really hope I'm wrong, but I feel like they're going to do more work shoot shit and I feel like they're going to turn punk heel. I've, I have a strong feeling punk is definitely turning heel. It just makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think him I think him more than anyone there looks at um, the wrestling business as a business and doesn't really look at it as a. Not necessarily well, well, get him a shit off because he definitely does do that, but I think he looks at it more so as a business than just like the art of professional wrestling that people look at as. I think he knows. It's, like, okay, it's, it's a business of him. It, it, it's not a business. It's a business of him. He is the business. Hmm. He believes he is the business. It, this is a, this is a guy that we predict, like we literally predicted, it's happening that has already has already had the locker room sour on him. You know what I'm saying? It, it is a business of one man, and that is CM Punk, man. Like, it, and that's, that's where it is. So I think he says, or I think the thought is they're already talking shit about you. Why not just go into it and be a heel because everyone hates you online now anyway. <sighs> they're not going to boo him. He's the reason this company exists. <laughs> huh. 
there's a lot right about that. Um, other bit of new, no holds barred news. Let me see what's your take on this or what could arise from it. WWE's Bianca Belair signs with WME Talent Agency. What could be on the horizon for Miss Bianca Belair? A lot of good stuff. That's like the top talent agency in the world. They 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 help models, actresses, actors, musicians, some of the some of the best in the world. Like, I mean, you could you could look at uh some of the people that they represent, right? And and see like who who they are and what their 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 story is. I mean, just from they they actually um I believe they have a, a partnership with Endeavor or they're owned by Endeavor or something like that. Like they are, they are, they're pretty big, you know, agency. Um, I, I, I can't stress enough how crazy of a deal this is for someone like, like a, like a wrestler, because that puts her in, I, th- I believe the actual report said like podcasts and marketing and, and, and film. And I think that Bianca absolutely has w- what it takes. I mean, she she's up there in, in in class, and and I think that it's it's amazing that you know for someone that you know we've interviewed and and we've seen how amazing and cool she is, hey, that, and we've seen it never on TV. <laughs> it's a wrap for us. <laughs> but but we got it. You know what I mean? Like we we got it one time. You know what I'm saying? Like and that that to me is like the dopest thing that is that we actually got to see it. And and as a fan of hers, I get so happy to see her succeed and, and, and prosper. Right. Because it feels like we're, we're right there with her. Um, and, and I'm just such a, I, I, I'll say it right now, I'm, I'm a stand man. I, I'm like one of these CM Punk stands for Bianca Belair. She can do no wrong in my eyes. Absolutely. Um, let's see. So I'll go through the quick things, these quick hits. Um, hold on. Just wanted to make sure I got everything right on that. Uh, NXT UK is becoming NXT Europe. It was announced last week after, um, well, I guess before NXT, before NXT. Yeah, yeah. Like we we hit we saw that we 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 saw the writing on the wall and they just confirmed it. Yeah, they just confirmed it. So NXT UK is going to become NXT Europe. Um, it's a new brand that they're developing. Shawn Michaels is going to be at the head of it, similar to what he did with the NXT UK. All those releases weren't for nothing. But to be honest with you, not to say those releases couldn't be brought back for this new endeavor that NXT is trying to pull off. I expect a former, a full thing, logo, look, figure it out by the time Worlds Collide <laughs> is. That's what I would imagine. But what are your thoughts on NXT Europe? Um, they're... You know what's rumored is that Brexit might be an, a reason why they had to do that because it would be harder for fans to come to shows as as borders open up and stuff like that, which makes sense. But I think that I, I when you look at NXT UK, a lot of them, the the top people on that show weren't from the UK at all. So like it actually <laughs> makes a lot of sense for them to kind of go that route and just make it just you know Europe in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I they're they're changing you know they're they're changing direction i i don't think that it's a bad thing when a company changes the direction it really sucks that the people got let go but like you said here's hoping that when they get their budget right because again when you shutter a company that's what happens people 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 get laid off and some people get to stay but um i hope that when they figure out what europe's going to be they bring back some of these people because i think a lot of them are talented man like ashton smith and um a lot of those those guys like Trent seven stuff like that like i hope a lot of those 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 guys come back um, last bit of news before we head over to the predictions. There has been rumors of two major talents that could be brought back to the WWE. Fightful Select reported 
that WWE may have some interest in one Braun Strowman and Bronson Reed. Um, Braun Strowman, of course, released by WWE in 2021. Um, he had resigned in 2019, landing a major seven. I'm reading the fightful thing, landing a major seven figure multi year deal that paled in comparison to some of the newer contracts that WWE had out over the last year. And then they were like, nah, actually, you'd be in, we in grind mode right now. But Rumors that he much money. Brought, yeah, making too much money. Rumors that he might be brought back along with Bronson Reed. My thoughts on Braun Strowman. Personally, I don't think he needs to come back. I see what I see the reason for him to come back. Definitely for a top notable talent. I don't think I think we're we've existed in this world without Braun Strowman for the last number of years, and I approve of it. So I really don't think we need to see him back, but they're gonna do whatever the fuck they want to do anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I've never been like the hugest Braun fan. Seeing how, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to figure. Like again, we see that they need someone who fans will react to when they come out. He's a giant. People love giants. I just think that it would cut the legs off of, so to speak, Omos, who they've been really putting a lot behind, and they they need to. I think they need to put the time in to figure out what to do with this guy. You know what I mean? And and I think bringing Braun back, unless you're doing Braun and Omos which I think would be like the smartest thing to do. I just don't see what would be the purpose for having him back long-term. But I, I, I'm i more concerned about the Bronson Reed thing because like this guy called every coach, every every person, every trainer at NXT, any any name but God <laughs> when he when he got let go. I'm just like, what what is the, to me, what is the, you know, the reasoning for him? You know what I mean? Like I get that H is doing right by all of his guys. But like Bronson basically threw your ass under the bus after it was over with. So like, what's the point of that one? I mean, we've seen worse. We have seen, <laughs> we have seen much, much worse. It's the only excuse that I can give for this. We've seen worse with people call Physic Man and or Triple H and still return to the company. Scott Steiner getting inducted into the Hall of Fame was just even a. I never thought that would happen. And the words he said about Triple H, I don't even know if you can find them on the internet anymore. Um, but. With Bronson Reed, I mean, meh, eh, I mean, if he shows up, I, he, he does great work, but I don't, I don't know if he, he's needed. But then again, I don't even know the direction of, like, I'm still trying to pinpoint the direction of things go, because if we're, we're doing these definitely, like, in-ring heavy things, it's like Braun Strowman, for real. <laughs> like, we having, like, 20-minute matches on Raw as, like, the average, and, like, we bringing back Braun Strowman? Like, yeah. Um... So that's my biggest gripe about it. I feel like we don't need Braun Strowman, but I get one. Only, only way it makes sense is if he's like an attraction and he only shows up for like four events a year. But even then, I'm like, yo, fuck Braun Strowman. Like, I've... To be honest, his baby can get really... His baby anyways. His baby matters. His, his girlfriend is on the roster, though, so... I mean, that's true. I guess. I mean... We saw what happened with um, what's my man's name? They called my guy um, Budget Murphy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Were you eating? Who? <laughs> I was drinking water. <laughs> I'm just saying he got his girl took. Corey J moved up. He moved up. She living life right now. It's a little bit different in Orlando. Don't get caught up there. <laughs> 
with um, <laughs> I don't even know brother's name. Talk about um, Corey J's ex. <laughs> yeah, Corey J's ex. What's his name? Um, Blake Christian. There you go. Listen, it's rough out here in these streets. You gonna want to get signed again. Um, let's move over to predictions. Have you got the card set up, sir? Yes, I do. Okay, let's get to the predictions for this weekend. We can only do it, and, we, and we'll do. We're doing Clash at the Castle. I'm sure you'll get predictions because there are two. Goddamn, they got two shows this week for the War Report. God bless you guys, man. <laughs> Two pay-per-views, same weekend. You got Worlds Collide and All Out this weekend. That prediction show, it's either going to be massive or really short, depending on how Cyrus feels. Um, hey, I'm hoping to help predict uh, Worlds Collide if they need me. Hmm, okay. I might, you know, they need me to predict All Out. Look somewhere. Yeah, you wouldn't watch that. You wouldn't watch that bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to watch both of them, man. You know, I, I, I got to see what happens. Let's see what the tournament final for this trios championship is. They gonna give it a dark order or not? <laughs> uh, shut the castle. Uh, live from Cardiff, Wales. Uh, One p.m. Eastern on Saturday, 10, 10 a.m. Pacific. Great for me. I hope my TV gets to my my new house before. Man, moving is tricky. It ain't <laughs> something gonna go wrong. <laughs> I got a new TV. Of course you do. <laughs> 85, of course you do. You watch the, the bees off of Roman's, <laughs> Roman's head <laughs> as he holds up the world championship at the end of the show. But we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, where do we start? Uh, I will say... Uh, a lot of the matches on here, I, I haven't, I haven't hated the build for. I actually think that it was a good idea to hold off on the Riddle and, and Rollins match for this. I think it feels way more important. It feels way more personal now. So like, had a whole month without a pay per view. Think about that. Yeah, I, I didn't even notice to be honest with you, and I, I think it's because of the excitement for like the Triple H era. So this is this is this is Triple H era proper, right? Like this is absolutely. His first huge mania level event proper. So this is this is where he where he goes. It, it seems as though this this show is sold out too, which is great for them. Which means you know it bodes well for um anything else that they want to do. Uh, but let's start it off with a match that just got announced this week: Edge and Rey Mysterio versus the Judgment Day. This was announced on Raw uh, when when Rey Mysterio came out to help Edge uh, take out the Judgment Day. Rhea Ripley had a couple of a couple of words. You know, she made look like she has a little bit of control over Dominic Mysterio. So he's definitely an outlier in this match. Um, what what do you think, Mills? That Dominic, he, he, he ain't look, he ain't look so sure about this Edge thing, man. He was like, Ooh, this is a white man taking up my spot. Like, yeah, they used to be tag team champions, but we did. Dominic has had a problem with Edge for quite some time. Do you see Dominic go to the evil side is what I'm wondering about this. Does Dominic join him today? He needs to. He needs to do something. I think that, and we've seen enough. His girlfriend in real life. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fire. Listen, man, we, I've seen enough. Actual tension. That's what we all learned. <laughs> the thing is, is that the the, the pushing P will, will 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 get you a lot. You know what I mean? Shout out to Rhea. Pushing P. You'll do anything for it, man. It's the power of that P, man. I know y'all heard that song. And, and if that's the case, 
Dominic. I understand. But um, listen, I, I, I think this would be great. I have really, really liked the way that Judgment Day has come off in the last uh, two and a half, three weeks. They have Me too. I mean, I think it's definitely been. I mean, it's this. It's this new era that kind of restructuring the importance of these people on these shows. And I do think that Judgment Day has looked immensely better. They've been having the matches. I mean, Finn versus Dolph. Over the last number of weeks, we've seen Finn versus Ray. Um, we've seen Damian Priest versus Edge, and they've all looked great in these matches. And even Rhea Ripley herself, who at one point we thought, okay, she's just gonna. She's going to go back to the women's championship because she's still technically like number one contender from like a couple months ago. <laughs> he is. <laughs> even she's thriving in this situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't even, I would feel not necessarily, I'm not mad that they're not taking her out of this situation is what I'll say. I think this is enhancing yeah. her character immensely. And, and man, didn't you like the fire in Finn's promo this week? I feel like he's finally found that cadence for a heel like talking about well, how come they don't have a documentary on me i'm a hall of famer and then damian priest saying that hey ain't no cap on it he ain't capping it down you feel me? man hey man first of all i'm i'm telling you justin go out your way to watch that ray mysterio on AE doc it is good okay it is good good like great this is it's the it was one of the best docs they've ever done to be honest with you wow but and, and just in recapping a star, like there's a Conan gets a lot of love in this thing. And I was like, wow, the importance of Conan. And it's like, I hadn't even like really put it together. Cause I'm not like an old school WCW fan, but I'm like, yo, the importance of Conan and the development of Rey Mysterio's career has been like, just incredible. Um, listen, man. Who wins? <sighs> you want to keep the momentum of the judgment day. They got to win a big one. Okay, you got it like for in order for the stable, let's be clear, right? Like this stable, as far as like in the men's division, this is the stable on Raw, right? So they got to win a big one. Edge has already beaten Damian Priest. I don't think it's any skin off of Edge and Ray. Ray who always loses anyway. Oh, yeah. The SummerSlam, they beat him at SummerSlam, right? Judgment Day? No, they lost to SummerSlam. Yeah, they lost to SummerSlam. So they should win here. Yeah. I, th- I think they win here. I, th- I think you establish them firmly. You get Dominic as that fourth member, and you and you ride with it. I, I think that you know that there is something there's something there with with this group. I think they need to be a threat going into whatever happens in the fall and and into uh in the, into the next season with WWE. I agree, and yeah, I agree. So I'm going to go with Judgment Day as well. Next match: Intercontinental Championship match: Gunther versus Sheamus. Boy, that promo from Friday had me ready to run through a fucking wall, boy. This boy Gunther, man. This man Ludwig fighting for his damn life. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get jumped. He got jumped. And he was just like, yo, thug it out. Thug it out. I gotta stare, I gotta stare this nigga down real quick, man. It's, hey, I ain't pussy. I, just, I, ain't, I ain't gonna miss this. This man break next. You expect me to fight for my damn self? Um I'm ready. I'm ready. It's going to hit hard. I'm sure Sheamus is going to be all types of colors when this match finishes. Yeah, this is this is a match that I think that like um let's just be clear like Sheamus is needed because he's been ready to have a match like this. And then it's it's so great because Gunther needs this kind of marquee win. It was great that he beat Nakamura, you know what I mean, former former um Royal Rumble winner. 
it's great that if he beats Sheamus, he beats the WWE champion. He beats a tag team champion. He beats a lot of, there, there's a lot of legacy that goes with beating Sheamus right now. And in a, in a venue like this, in a pay-per-view like this, we could be looking at a show stealer right here. I think we are, to be honest. Well, it's tough. And, and I said that, I said this off mic. Say what? I said that main event. I, I, I said this off mic. There are at least four matches on this card that I feel as though could steal the show. And I hope people, even after they watch All Out or whatever the fuck, I hope they're honest about it. That's all I'm saying. We'll see. We'll see. I'm going to go with Gunther because the numbers. Got to go with the numbers. Ben Nas got to be on Gunther. So I'm going to go with Gunther. But this should be very, very interesting. And based on the... I don't say... I mean, they taped SmackDown this week in case you... Is you under a thing. Um, there's more matches for, to build up this feud. So, you know, stay tuned on SmackDown. Yeah. yeah. And guy is not wrestling clothes anymore. This is, this is what y'all wanted, right? <laughs> this is what y'all wanted, right? Of course. Y'all want him out of, y'all want him out of the drip and back into into some fucking wrestle bullshit. In a one piece. Thanks. <laughs> Good work, guys. <laughs> Good job, y'all. <laughs> fucking idiots. Uh... <laughs> Next match, Matt Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins. Uh, Riddle got his name back. Got his first name back. Very nice. It's good for SEO purposes, of course. Absolutely. Um, this this has been this has been a month or two months in the making. This this has been a very long build up to this match. They've made it feel important. They've given them some personal stakes as of last Monday, and we are now here at the match. But. With Seth Rollins, he's coming off three really high-profile losses. I think if you were to give any of these Cody matches any type of distinction in your top 10 of the year, Seth Rollins has lost all of them. Um, And he is looking for that big win. He's looking for something big, period, to to kind of solidify his year. Matt Riddle's been without RK, you know, without Randy Orton for a while. That tag team is kind of, you know, on the it's kind of over for the time being. He needs a big showing as well to show that he can be a singles guy. And and I think that both of these guys got a lot to prove going into this match. Um, what say you, Mills, about you know the, the stakes leading into this? Listen, the promo on Monday, especially the stuff that apparently they didn't want to. You know what I didn't like? And this was just a nitpicky. I tweeted it out. But I didn't like Jimmy Smith cutting to the footage. It was like, oh, we got some footage of some shit you guys didn't see. And then after the fact, he said, we apologize for the footage that you saw. I was like, you just told us. You, you didn't even have to show it us because it happened off camera. Your production didn't tell you, hey, man, this shit is kind of lit. So I don't know if you want to show to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just like, bro, okay. Um, nonetheless, it was a spicy segment. They've been trying their best. They've been doing their best to make this look as intense as possible. And they've been succeeding. So I want to I give them that. The buildup to this match, the false... The false matches in itself. I mean, the SummerSlam thing was just like perfectly the man. How they managed to stretch us out another month, just perfect. They're doing stuff with gorilla footage and 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 all the stuff like that, building up to it. This is I'm looking forward to this match. If I would want to say something, I say Seth Rollins br- brutally beats the shit out of Matt Riddle. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to do that because I think. You got to have Seth win because I think the end game here is you wait to see if Randy Orton can go and you send Randy Orton off to go, you know, whether he be part time, 
whether he be, you know, taking a, a, an extended break or something like that, you send him off with, with having him face Riddle. I think to me, the end game is Riddle versus Randy Orton, you know? And with Seth, you have to start making him look strong for Cody. Th- that that guy's coming back. You know what I mean? And that's going to be an interesting dichotomy. You know what I'm saying? Because again, with Cody coming back, like, you, it could be 0-4. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So you have to make him look good. Nah, I agree with you 100%. So I'm saying Seth Rollins brutally beats the shit out of Matt Riddle, and that's how he wins this match. Right. Um, next match is a six-woman tag team match. Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka versus Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. They haven't officially gave them their name yet. I'm pretty sure that that's coming along with like probably like new gear for all of them soon. Um, This has kind of been the story of the women. For the past month on on Raw, uh, of course, you, you've had kind of interludes between Dakota Kai and Io Sky going into the tag team division to win uh, to try and go for the tag titles, and you had Bailey face off against a couple people in the meantime. But this has been pretty much the the idea here. And in order to give the match a little bit more heat on Monday, of course, Bianca, Alexa, and and Oscar came out to screw over Control from uh from winning the tag titles, leading to Raquel and Aaliyah winning the, the championships. And what a lot of people are saying is controversial. <laughs> this time, let's talk about it. What it, the people are not happy with this result? What, what? So, if Control were to, and and I'm picking Control to win this match, by the way. So let's get it out the way. I'm picking them to win this match. So, given that, because you would have them win the tag titles and then beat the the three biggest faces on Raw, and that would help anyone how. So, you you they, they would be a log jam on those, ta- those tag titles because here's the thing. They're only going to be defending it against those women in the, in the near future and not any of the women that actually competed in the tournament. They screwed over everybody, cheated to win the whole way through. The one time that they are the the you know they lose is because they got outsmarted and Bailey was taken out of the equation because Bailey is the reason that they won most of the time anyway, and this is the bad thing they they came out of it. Is that what I'm hearing here? I think you're making a lot of sense out of this <laughs> that people just tend to ignore. Um, however, I would like to say. Uh, Damn, I want to cut the whirring off in the background, but I actually I don't want to move too far. Um, I thought that Are people wanting house right now. No, it's my my mom's cleaning. Um, okay. <laughs> she getting it in. Um, <laughs> but um, nah, I think just in general, I thought that ending to me was funny as hell because that crowd was not. Pittsburgh was apparently a terrible crowd. I was half watching Raw because I was packing all the stuff. Apparently, Pittsburgh was terrible, and they were. It was just I just thought it was funny when the pyro went off because it didn't seem like anyone was very. It didn't seem like anyone was particularly joyed or felt any kind of thing about this or about this. Tech. But would people? But would people have been overjoyed with the heels winning? Probably, to be honest with you, I'm not in Pittsburgh. Hell no. I don't know. Pittsburgh, I, I don't know Pittsburgh anymore. Apparently, they only go up for the, the mid-white women in AEW. But um, they, it, it, I think the ending, I think we, you know what's weird? 
I think people, we've seen several times that the natural reaction to people is just to overreact to a result. And you would think time and time again, after like something happens or being able to look at it from a long form or a long scheme, that people would just be like, all right, let me just see what happens after this. Nah, people don't. And I don't have necessarily, personally me, Raquel Ron Gonzalez, not my tea. Neither is, you know, Aaliyah, to be honest with you. But I'm not mad that they won the belt, nor do I think that they're talentless hacks or anything like that. I just think, you know, to me, they are my cup of tea. I think, you know, we need a little bit more. We need a little bit more uh, adobo with whatever they got going on. But I hope that didn't come off as racist. Um, <laughs> was it? I'm just from New York. I'll let I'll let. Nice. <laughs> from New York. I'm already used to it from New York. I'm sorry. Um I put a double on everything. Um I it just came through my head. I was like, damn. Really take it out of New York context. That could be racist. Um also when you said you know magnetic, I was like, yo, I thought you were about to say something else that started with M A G. But nonetheless, uh I don't. I don't see anything wrong with the result. Let the the girls ain't even on the card. <laughs> like, yeah. it, there's nothing major. There's nothing gained or lost by having these women win the tag team titles. They're probably gonna lose it to somebody else at some point in the future. Um, I think also you you need to be able to have you know a, a team that can face off against the mid carders. Like, you want to see. Because the thing is, is that people want to, want them to hold it until Sasha and Naomi show back up. And then they'll, they, it's okay to lose. It's okay for Dakota and Io to lose it to them and for them to just trade the belts back and forth because right, right, no one else right. in the division matters, right? Yeah, you don't want the belts wrapped up with someone. You just reestablish the belts and you don't really want them like wrapped up with somebody else for too long. Like You want the, 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 the Natalias and Sonias of the world, or the Taminas and Dana Brooks of the world to have an opportunity to win this championship. And you don't want it necessarily them caught up with nothing to do for several weeks because Control and Alexa Blixasco or Control and Sasha and Naomi want to have their feud that extends various amount of time. Um, so it's just been, I just think that people get so dis, disingenuously performative and obnoxious about stuff like this that doesn't, in the longer, in the large scheme of things, doesn't matter. Right. You know what I mean? My, that's my only kind of like, qualm with this because i do generally feel like everyone also has a right to their opinion and how they feel about this certain superstar but i do generally feel like y'all up in arms about really nothing because y'all it's the women's tag team titles like relax like no offense but like they don't even care about them and you just spent we just spent a month talking about oh they threw the nxt tag titles in the trash they must not care about the women's tag team titles neither (laughs) um And we just spent a whole, this fake, you know, this fake uh, outrage outrage about stuff. And and they end up being like, oh, the tag titles are back. Oh, that's cool. Oh, you know, my favorite. How about about for a whole month, a a sustained amount of time, the women did get a direction to go. And I'm hoping that they continue that direction with these women's tag team titles, especially with the new holders, especially since one of them is someone that they want to push going forward so those for sure be on tv weekly and giving her the reps against people like natty and giving her the reps because i think they can go to both shows right so that she'll be on both shows and she'll get she'll get reps against different women you know what i mean so like that makes a lot of sense to me it doesn't it doesn't make sense what doesn't make sense to me 
is you having another all the belts angle with Bailey specifically an undefeated streak between these women because there doesn't need to be either of those types of storylines going on right now. Everyone needs to get a shot. And I think that was the, that was the, the right idea. As far as a six women match, I, I think it would have been a really, really bad idea to have control. Just sweep the sweep the whole the whole uh, roster and then beat the top three baby faces. What, what precedence does that make if you don't want to see anything else? Now you're going into the match with this with the stable mad at Bianca, Alexa and Oscar for costing them an opportunity, just like they cost Alexa and Oscar an opportunity. Remember? Hey man, it's, when you're right, you're right. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue. I'm making a lot of sense right here. I'm not even gonna. This doesn't make this, this makes no fucking sense. Anyway, uh, what you, do you think? Like, you think control's gonna win? Control's winning. We don't even need to. <laughs> yeah, they're they're winning this match. Um, Liv Morgan versus Shanna Baszler. This is another thing people are up in arms about, but uh, we saw uh, Liv training with our Matt Riddle over the weekend, and she's learning some moves. She ain't using that shit, but go off. <laughs> she ain't using no damn arm lock against Shayna Baszler. I'll turn you into a damn Cheeto, girl. Um, you, you think Ronda shows up in, in Cardiff? I mean, Cardiff is a far trip to just to go to show up. <laughs> like... I mean, if you're getting paid to go to Cardiff meals, you're going to go to Cardiff. I'm going to go to Cardiff, but I also feel like if we're not in the match, like if she's, if we in 60, I don't know. Anyway, they, I bought a I'm, ticket. I'm like, how you buy a ticket? <laughs> I don't know. I was, in my brain, I'm thinking like one time they had the Undertaker show up to Saudi Arabia just to tombstone AJ Styles. So who am I to say <laughs> who's going to show up for what and what reason they're supposed to show up? Um, nah, I will keep it Liv and Shayna and just have Liv beat the damn girl. What, wait, wait, wait. You want Liv to lose? No, nah, I want Liv to win. Okay. Yeah. It's also fake rage about Liv and how she's being booked. I'm like, bro, she's fine. She had that one segment thing, and that was it. She's been getting cheered since. Yeah, it, it just is what it is. Um, Yeah. Liv, what about you? What says you? I say Liv. I, I, I think that she's outmoding and outlasting most money in the bank winners if she actually gets past it. She's been at, what, 30-some days now? If she gets to, like, 60, I think she'll be, like, the longest money in the bank hold, uh, championship holder in, like, a really long time. <sighs> Maybe. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns, no question, no idea if Paul Heyman will be with him here uh, versus Drew McIntyre. <sighs> it's all come down to this meal, so. <laughs> Are we going to do, let me, let me tell you this. Are we going to do this to ourselves again? Are we going to fall into a sense of belief that Drew McIntyre is going to win? I have, I mean, I have an argument for both. I think both are, I think it's more likely for Drew McIntyre to win than any other person up to this point. It's, it's hard to argue with the way that this has been marketed, promoted and pushed they have started mentioning for nigga they've seen this now. So that's my only thing. Like it's a different person watching this. It's a different person pushing this now. Right, right, right. Um I think if you look at it, they've started talking about the amount of time that it's been and how much two year how significant two years has been. Roman signed another deal. He's openly told us he's not gonna be there as often as he's supposed to be. 
You know what I'm saying? Or he or or that he used to be rather, not supposed to be, but he signed a new deal. These championships need holders and they need people that are gonna be on these shows weekly. And that's that's for damn sure. We can't go through another two years of this. Remember the first year of his championship, it was mostly at home. It was in the Thunderdome. Um when crowds came back, he was he was there to help push the company into like record earnings. And and he was the guy on top for that. One of the greatest champions of all time. I, I up there with Cena. I, I think it's it's one in one right now to me. You know what I mean? And when it comes down to it, is this the right time to do it? I think it is the right time to do it. I think that you have now to me a bunch of guys that are 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 like created enough and are pushed enough and have enough character and are recognizable enough that if they were to win this championship, not off Roman in particular, it just in the future that it's fair to, to, you know, I would, I would think it was fair for that to happen. Drew McIntyre, one of the biggest success stories of them in the pandemic, one of the biggest success stories of them just in general of rehabbing somebody to a point where he is, he is the main event or is a main event guy, regardless of what you hate or like about the guy. He went through hell last year when they took him away from this, this position. But when he got put back into it, he was the guy again. He, he's over. People love him. He's at home, home, home field advantage. I don't see why you wouldn't put the title on him. But, but, to the contrary, but to the contrary, go ahead, Mills. But to the contrary, it's Roman Reigns. It is the man who has not lost in the past 700 days or celebrating 200 days of his reign. It is the man who has been carrying this company into this new era. It is the man who has just been, to be honest with you, the marquee player, the definitive wrestler of this generation is Roman Reigns. Um, We have been fooled many times before about people winning. There was a... I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anyone thought Edge was going to win. But we've we've thought various people, Brock, Cena, maybe um, other people on this road. What makes Drew McIntyre any different? Uh, I see all the video packages. I see everything that's being put up. All I say is we see video packages for everything now. It's a different person running the running the biz. It could just be to make this match more important. I do think that Drew McIntyre has had a sizable, absolutely sizable thing. But also, I can't, like you said, I can't imagine it right now because I feel like we haven't truly seen the true descent of Roman Reigns. I feel like while it looks, Drew McIntyre looks strong on his side, I feel like Roman Reigns doesn't look fully enough threatened, especially when you have the... Usos and Sami Zayn, who Sami Zayn just decided piece. That man is doing amazing work. God bless Sami Zayn right now. Um, the, the 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 promo with Kevin Owens just incredible. But he's they're doing incredible work right now. I just can't imagine. I can see him with the pyro at the end of the show with the championships. I can't see Drew McIntyre right now. Maybe in the future, but definitely not right now. For sure. I mean, let's think about where let's let's talk about where it could go after. So if Drew wins, you have a carry in 
feud that's ready made for him. Well, we haven't even mentioned theory, but I, I just don't think they would do theory. Right. Uh, let me not say that because they fucking could. But like the theory thing to me would Dano versus the WWE champion. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think the theory thing would be would make a lot of more sense if it was, let's say, Drew and and Carrion next month, and Drew beats Carrion, and then theory comes out. To me, that makes more sense. I think I think the theory thing is like. I tried to do that before and the Uso stopped me. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm not going to try and do that again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm just thinking just, I, I, I think I like what theories got going with Gargano. You know what I'm saying? I think that makes more sense to me for him to do right now as they figure out this, this title situation. I think, but you have been leaning more towards that triple threat happening at whatever pay-per-view is next for sure. Between uh carrying Roman and Drew. Yeah. That's, that's way more likely. And I think the next one is Extreme Rules. Yes, it is. It is makes a lot of sense. That 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 too makes sense. That that too makes sense. I think Drew has so many feuds that he could come out of this doing KO, carrying, um, anyone, literally anyone coming out of this, splitting the titles, which needs to happen. These titles need to go back to their their, their shows. There's so many weeks. There's been a whole year where we have not had an actual champion on the show. Even when Brock had it, it was barely, <laughs> they were barely on the show. So like we, we need to, we need to have consistency here, but if Roman wins, then who Mills? Like who? Drew again, <laughs> Drew again. I don't know what to say. I mean, Drew Braun, who, uh, why Braun? You just said you hated him. I do hate Braun, but that don't mean just because I hate people don't mean I can't recognize that some shit is going to probably happen, but I just don't like him. Um, Brock, um, <laughs> God bless. I hope not. I mean, there's, we got, we got, uh, we got Bobby. We got a couple more people, you know, in the, in the, in the tank. We got Seth. We got still a couple more people. If Roman happens to win. Um, but yeah, I don't know at this point. I got to go with the numbers. I got to go with the odds. I'm going to say Roman Reigns walks out. I'm going to say at 3 p.m. my time, Roman Reigns is still going to be WWE Unified Champion for sure. I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre, man. We put his his jersey in the rafters. He joined our show. Roman did it. So I'm always going to rock with this guy. I feel like if they would just allow us to get him, I don't know. Let me let me shut the fuck up. But I'm, I guess we are at odds, sir. I, I, I again, I'm not mad at either. I'm not mad at either outcome. It just the thing is that the booking becomes way weirder if Roman comes out of this because it's it is like at that point, meals. It is literally everyone. He has beaten everyone, and I'm sorry. As much as they're trying to rehab carrying and, and I think that they're going in the right direction, it's not going to be him either. Hey, man, just run the whole list back. Fuck it. <laughs> run it back. I did like the, I did like the Kevin Owens brought up that the fact that like the 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 callbacks to some of his older um, matches with Roman. I did like that on Monday, though. I thought that was a really nice touch. He would say that shit. He would be the only person to say that shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, nah, for sure. For sure. I guess we'll see. You got a big wrestling game yeah. coming up. So there's there's going to be a lot of headlines that come out of this. And it'll be interesting to see where the chips lie after this big, big Labor Day wrestling weekend. 
Absolutely. And uh, thank you guys for rocking with us. Almost two hours this week for this uh, hot take and prediction show. Um, thank you guys for for listening. Spot callers, Death Before Dishonor 6 with myself and Cyrus is out uh, now. So join Patreon, $5 down, you get an extra show. And you get shows like this very, very early as well as War Report um, early. This week they're going to be predicting uh, NXT World Collide and uh, AEW All Out. I cannot wait to hear what these two have to say about that. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we're going to let you guys get to your you know, your hopefully safe and hopefully fun Labor Day weekend. Please make sure to check out all of these shows and, and tell us how you feel about them uh, by tweeting us at the A Show RNC at OG Johnny Five and at Meals TV. Uh, if you if you've ordered your shirt, it should be there in the next couple of days. Make sure you tag us in it. Uh, let us know that you got these shirts and uh, thank you guys for supporting. So for Meals, I am Justin. We're the A Show. Peace out.